know for uh, some of his weird like political stuff, and I mean he like was involved with like Edward Snowden, I think. Uh, I don't know why I'm having him on. Please welcome Mr. Glenn Greenwald. Wait a minute. No, I, I think you got the wrong Greenwald there. Ah, oh, oh, okay, sorry, I get confused. Uh, he, he writes, or, no, not writes, I keep making that error. He's a producer for the TV series Big Mouth. And, well, it's not really TV, it's on Netflix. The Netflix animated series Big Mouth and its spinoff Human Resources. Uh, and he is the namesake of one of the characters. Please welcome Mr. Abe Foreman Greenwald. That's me, thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, currently right now, um, uh, and I, I, I'm, I, I believe you are in California, right? Like all my guests. That is that is correct. Los yeah, but, Angeles, very close to Hollywood itself. Yeah, I believe what IMDb said is that you were born in like Philadelphia or maybe Pittsburgh, but probably Philadelphia is what I remember. That is true. I was born in Philly. Okay. Go Phillies. Yep. Uh, and uh, right now, like literally right now, well, well, yeah, in, in both of our time zones, because that's not how time zones really work. Uh, there's the the uh, Senate debate going on over in Pennsylvania uh, between true with, with Dr. I Oz. I have not checked it out. Yeah, I mean, I I would check it out, but I'm kind of busy recording a podcast with this guy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah, um, I, I I really maybe if Dr. Oz does win this, I mean, maybe the idea of a Senate. Isn't really. I mean, it's already. It's always been terrible. But if Doctor Oz wins, it's going to be even more terrible. Uh, it's let's let's hope uh, some of my fellow Pennsylvanians can get out there and and uh, make sure that doesn't happen. Yep. Uh, I'm, I am a little bummed that there's no governor's debate because I really wanted to see how the Republican wackadoo would act. Uh, I mean. That that guy, uh, but I mean, we, this this isn't a political show. Uh, this is this is just, but uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm here with you because you're well known as a producer for Big Mouth. I'm sure many people listening to it have probably seen his name in the credits. Uh, so yeah, uh, and I believe that you got your start according to IMDb. You got your start on the Simpsons movie. That was one of my first animated jobs. Yeah, actually. Prior to that, I worked on an animated show called Creature Comforts, which was one of my favorite things that I've worked on. Uh, that was uh, adapted from a British format um, where we did documentary audio interviews and then turned those uh, sound bites into animated claymation animal characters, uh, which was super fun. Um, working with that audio, working with real people across the country, uh, that, was, that was a super fun show to work on and my first intro to animation and then yeah soon after that worked on simpsons movie followed by the simpsons game and the simpsons ride I, it was a long time ago i'm not sure if that was the correct order but worked on all of those over at simpsons so basically everything but the show itself yeah, yeah um, and i also do some documentary stuff and then uh worked at buzzfeed for a while and then um had worked on big mouth i started about halfway through season one, so I've been there for like six years now. Okay, and this crazy creatures, what's it called again? Creature comforts, yeah, check okay. it out. 
is the way you described it um is is that what like is that like a dr cats thing i haven't I've, I've never even heard of this show and i've barely seen any of dr cats but from what i've seen like <laughs> i love dr cats i'm a huge dr cats stan um okay. yeah i mean in that it's uh in that it's real audio sure but this one there were no actors in it. it was just uh actual people interviewed by uh this was before podcasts, but imagine a podcaster interviewing someone in their hometown, and then uh, they would become an, an animal character. But the animation was a lot more, uh, no shade to Dr. Katz, but the animation on Creature Comforts was more sophisticated. It was the uh, the people that did Wallace and Gromit, so it was an Ardman oh. animation show. So it was, yeah, um, claymation oh, really? models, frame by frame, really, really cool character design. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, um... And, um, so is this kind of like that, uh, SNL fun with real audio type thing? A little bit, yeah. But, um, I mean, everybody that was recorded for it, they knew, they knew what it was for. No one was being tricked into it. It wasn't really repurposed. We, we told everybody that they would become animal characters, but we usually didn't tell them what animal they would be. We usually didn't know until, you know, they would say something that might lend itself well to being a moose or a mule or... A chicken, a cockroach. We had the whole animal kingdom on there. But yeah, there's. I think there's a few clips of the American version floating around YouTube, maybe on one of the millions of streamers. I'm not sure, but uh, I think the the British one was probably more uh, commercially successful. Yeah, and, and and since you say that you're an animator, were you actually doing stop motion animation for this? Like, no, no, I have no, I have no visual artistic talent. I've I've only worked with the audio side of things. I did get to go to England to see the actual um, stop-motion animators doing their thing, and they're incredibly talented. Uh, if you've ever seen any of the Wallace and Gromit or Shaun the Sheep or any of the amazing work that they've done, they're they're all geniuses. But I do not possess that uh, the visual artistic talent, nor can I draw at all. So I don't do any of the, any of the animation on Big Mouth. I work all on the script and audio side of things. Yeah, and uh, now I, I, after that question about the Simpsons movie, I think I unleashed a pretty, I, I unleashed an elephant into the room who's doing a lot of damage and destroying a lot of priceless artifacts. So I should really get to the chase here. How come you never uh, did worked on the regular TV show? Um, I don't think it was personal. I think uh, just the show had been going on for a long time, and they had their their staff set in place, whereas the movie was using some of the TV staff, most of it, but not, um, you know, not everybody there. So, and in fact, I think my edit room was probably next to where the show was still being produced. So that their longtime editor was, uh, was working away on the show. And yeah, I was uh, just on the movie and their, uh, and their special projects, but it was fun. It was a ton of work. The the movie was crazy hours because um, it was this you know day and date release all over the world, and uh, no one on the show had ever done a feature film before. So yeah, some crazy some crazy deadlines on that. And of course, you know, growing up a Simpsons fan, I was very excited to to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, now, of course, every, I think most people who are listening who watch Big Mouth probably are aware that Foreman Greenwald is also Missy, the character's last name. Uh, and one thing I've just yeah. thought about is a really good M. Night Shyamalan-type twist is to reveal that the black father is 
the guy with the last name Greenwald, and the Jewish mother is the one with the name Foreman. No, I think it's the other way around. I, 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 I know. That's why I'm saying it would be like a... <laughs> that's why I'm saying it would be a Shyamalan. Oh, if it were reversed, yes. I, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, good Shyamalan twist. If, if it was... Yes, maybe. Yes, you know what? Season 6 hasn't come out yet. It comes out on Friday, so... Tune in and see. Maybe the foreman and the Greenwald are switched. Yeah. For a second, I thought you were going to, like, jokingly say that, like, oh, we'll just delay it by a few days so we can add that in. Yes. Yeah, we're going to redo all of season six, make sure we can do that foreman-Greenwald switch, which everyone is waiting on the edge of their seat to see. Yeah. Uh, no, we've got we've got season six all set. We're uh, well into production on season seven, uh, which will be out next year, because, you know, the animation takes a long time, so. Yeah. Um, now, um, w one thing I do want to bring up regarding, like, changing stuff before it, uh, like, like after the real production has been done, um, I, I know that the fourth uh -huh. season, um, that, like, it, it, the, the, it was definitely released at an unconventional time in, like, December, um, and it seemed like there were a lot of, like, reasons, potential reasons, like, I mean, some people were saying COVID. I thought it might have been that one Cuties movie because some people make, like, dumb accusations about Big Mouth being, like, a pedo show, which right. is stupid. I mean, and uh, I'm, I'm going to, like, cut in to kind of bring this up. One of my proud – one of the Reddit comments that I have made that I'm proud of is saying that Big Mouth is a disgusting show because I saw one episode where Nick – gave his dog a hand job and then i revealed that that happened on south park not big mouth and everyone liked south park no one called it a pedo show uh all right and that's just as i mean that's just as as like disturbing as probably more than most big mouth scenes honestly uh but right uh but but, but yeah um and uh I, th I thought it might have been the curious thing but uh they also did seem to like do that whole missy identity like storyline and did was it just a complete coincidence that that was at the same time that Jenny Slate stepped down? Or like was the sorry you you cut out there? I, I lost you after coincidence. Did I get am I hearable again? Yeah, I can hear you now. I said hearable. Um, yeah, did, did the, you're you're hearable. Yes. Yeah. Did the delay of season four have anything to do with like the them recasting Missy and like the whole racial identity storyline? Um, honestly, it was all a whirlwind at that time. I don't remember exactly uh, what all the events were that led to that. Um, but uh, sorry, my screen just went to sleep. Can you hear me still? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember all of the order of events, but I. I think we we had recast um, Missy's voice. Kind of. I think she was introduced in the Halloween episode when yeah. we switched over to Io, which felt like a, a, you know, an organic moment to make that switch because it was about all these different sides of Missy's identity that we saw visually on screen. Um, so there was. Uh, you know, certainly work to do to make that happen. But no, I think I think we were ready with it on time. I honestly don't remember what led to the delay. It might be, you might be right about the, might have been connected to the QDs thing. A movie which, frankly, I thought was very good, but I know it caused a lot of uh, 
issues for a lot of people, but I thought it was well done and people who were outraged about it, I'm, I doubt have ever actually sat down and watched the movie. Oh, okay. Hey, well, that's just me. We don't have to get into it, but you know, or, or but did, did COVID have anything to do with it? I'm assuming no. Uh, because I mean, Netflix- the delay? Yeah, yeah, because Netflix is literally something people use to get through COVID. Like if anything, if, if COVID right. were to have an effect on the release of the season, it would make more sense for it to have been released early than late. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we, like, I think we were pretty, um, pretty much on schedule. You know, there's, uh, there's definitely mysteries of Netflix that I'm not privy to. So I'm, I really, I'm not sure what the, what the actual reasoning was for changing changing the release time. I mean, it's always, it's never exactly the same time, but yeah, usually, usually October. Um, and you know, <laughs> you, you remembered that release being shifted to me. I had forgotten all about it, but yes, uh, something I'm sure that Netflix, uh, had in mind to do that. And yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm glad it all came out. And in terms of COVID though, we did, uh, obviously it, it altered our production significantly. Um, we were lucky though, being an animated show in that, uh, we basically just grabbed all our hard drives from the office and, um, kept going. I mean, we, we recorded most of the audio for season five, uh, you know, remotely sometimes just on zoom and then ended up replacing a lot of it with high quality audio once we were able to, which, you know, was an additional production hurdle, but I was happy to be working through that whole time because a lot of my, you know, a lot of people that I knew weren't and I like to be working. So I felt grateful to be, uh, you know, be working through that tough time. Yeah. Uh, now, um, uh, what was I going to ask? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I assume you're familiar with the website TV Tropes? Am I I'm right? not, actually. Fill oh, me in. It's, like, just a website where you can look at, like... I mean, it, it goes way beyond TV. It even goes into, like, religion and mythology, but, like, it's mainly set around, like, TV and movies and, I guess, like, video games, too. And, and of course, other stuff, like books and oh, like, interesting. religion. Um, and kind of, like, the tropes that are found with, like, among many of them. Um, and my favorite one to look at is what could have been, which is basically about like stuff that we know about shows that like, or movies or whatever, that like, it was like kind of planned to like come out differently than it did. Like kind of like how like they wanted Tom Cruise to be Iron Man before they went with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, uh -huh. has there been any, what could have been like notable stuff within Big Mouth? Like, People that you wanted that like were wanted as voice actors, but couldn't do it. Well, it's cool because most of the people, you know, as the as the seasons have gone on, and you know, people actors have gotten into the show. I think people who might have been, you know, considered but on another show, or you know, people that we wanted to cast but weren't available, um, you know, became fans and ultimately are, you know, the the world that uh, that we've built there in, in Bridgeton and with the hormone monsters and on human resources has expanded so much that we've been able to, I feel like, accommodate anyone that maybe would have been cast in one role and then ended up, you know, being on the show in another in another capacity. So, 
Yeah. I don't want to get into who might have been which character, but I will say overall, it's nice that we've been able to work with just an astoundingly talented cast across the board. So. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite guest roles was probably when your when Big Mouth somehow managed to get Paul Giamatti on just to play a talking piece of human excrement. Uh. Yes. <laughs> I, I find that very impressive that like a, res a respected actor would play such a role, but I mean, he actually that was pretty remarkable, and yeah. he really he really got into it too. Yeah. Um. And and also like one thing I kind of noticed was in Human Resources there was that character who was in like one episode, the Need Demon. And there were like multiple, and one of them was voiced. Uh, by, yes. One of them was voiced by James Adomian, who's never done voices on Big Mouth, but. He was very clearly doing a Paul Giamatti impression, which is a one of James's best impressions. And I, I thought it was Paul Giamatti doing that voice until I saw the credits. That's that's funny. I love James Domian is so so great. He just cracks me up, and his his range of character voices is just like just insane. Um, so yeah, I was happy once once we had him on. He even had to uh, sing a few lines as the Need Demon, which was quite something to hear that. But yeah, I was uh, just as a fan, I was psyched when when we got him on on HR. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I'm more familiar with his work than I actually am with Paul Giamatti's work. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, certainly in the in the podcast realm, he's like uh, one of the kings of yeah, podcasting. Um, before I started the show, I was, you know, a fan of, of Comedy Bang Bang, certainly, and had heard him on there a few times. So for me, you know, doing a lot of the uh, a lot of the audio edit and, and assembling episodes before they get animated um, has just been thrilling over the years to just work with all these voices who I, you know, people that I've been a fan of and then get to work with is, is still exciting, even six years in. Yeah. Um. Now, have have there? Have, so you're saying that you like kind of like like work with the voice actors? Like it's one of your jobs on the show. Like you kind of like. I mean, I don't do the voice directing, but yeah, I'm usually in the voice work sessions. Um. So, you usually in the capacity as a uh, audio editor. So if there's you know little bits and pieces or reactions or things, I'll um. I'll talk with the voice director and kind of ask for certain things, or if there's a read that I feel like we might want to use an alternate uh, performance on a line, I'm usually in those sessions. So I'll, I'll, uh, you know, make my make my requests for things that I've thought of that might help the help the audio edit. Okay. Or does each actor record separately, or do some of them do it in the same room? Yeah, most record separately. That's another uh, COVID change. Um, we used to do two record days per episode, usually, um, and get most of the cast done in those two days. Yeah. And those would have, um, those would sometimes have two, three, four people in a record booth together, uh, which, you know, for improv is great because everybody can play off each other. Nowadays, um, yeah, it's usually solo records. Uh, sometimes we'll have two people recording in separate environments, but that can hear each other. Um, we've had Nick do that with a couple different actors. Um, and uh, Joe and Gil on Human Resources have done that a couple times. But the majority 
of records, yeah, are are solo records these days. Okay, has has there ever been a guest voice on either on Big Mouth or Human Resources who hasn't who wasn't really good to work with? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can honestly say that. It's it's such a great group of people. Um and you know, people like I said, now that uh both shows have been on, there are people that are that are fans of the shows and just happy to you know, play a new hormone monster or whoever the character is. But yeah, it's just, I would, I would put our cast up against anybody. It's just a great, great group of people who, you know, I've I've enjoyed working with all of them. Okay. Maybe you can break the streak and like try to encourage them to get Chevy Chase to do a voice role. (laughs) There you go. I had a fun interaction with him once at uh, LAX actually, where um, we were just, uh, Heading home for the holidays, my wife and I, and I, like, gave each other a look. We we're like, "That's Chevy Chase," and we happened to sit down at the table and have our airport food together. And like, he was like, kind of doing a little bit with us about where he was flying to. In that very limited interaction, even he was, uh, even he was great. But yes, I could. I've I've heard some stories that. That might have been an unusual interaction. Yeah, so you, you didn't get punched in the face like Rob Hubel. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Are you aware of that story? I have never heard that, no. Yeah, it, it was like Chevy Chase was at UCB one time, and like Rob Hubel like greeted him, and then he got punched in the face. I think he fell to the floor, I think. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's kind of like the, the Greg Gianforte of UCB. Uh, but right. <laughs> yeah, you know the guy was the governor of Montana when he was a U.S. representative. He like body slammed a Guardian reporter because he was annoyed by the question. I do remember vaguely remember that happening. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Now. Uh. Yeah. 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 Actually, Chevy Chase actually just was on the Fly on the Wall podcast with Dana Carvey and David Spade. Somehow, they, they got him to agree to come on and be a good sport about it, I guess. But, yeah, they, they all go way back. Yeah, but I haven't listened to it, so I, I'm, I'm not actually sure if he was a good sport. Maybe he, he was terrible, <laughs> right. an asshole, and they decided to publish it just for... Maybe, he, it. maybe he punched a microphone. Maybe we don't know. Yeah, um... Yeah... Uh, now, are there any other projects you're working on, like, that aren't, uh, Big Mouth or Human Resources right now? Have you, like, joined anything? That I'm working on? No, those are my, those are my main, uh, my main activities professionally. They, they both keep me pretty busy. Um, I, before, uh, Big Mouth, I had worked at BuzzFeed Video, so I'm, um, there's a long-running... A documentary project that I'm hoping to finish with them at some point um, that I had started when I was there six seven years ago. Uh, but no, all my all my professional focus is is on these two shows, and um, I'm happy to have both of them. They're both they're both a joy to work on, and I love all my coworkers, which is uh, is another fortunate situation for me. I work with a, with a great great bunch of people. Okay. Um, 
Is this the first podcast you've ever been on? It's not something I ever ask my guests, but I mean, like, you haven't been on, like, Comedy Bang Bang or Behind the Bastards, which are, like, my two podcasts I listen to most of the time, so I wouldn't know. Is it because I'm doing a terrible job? Is that why no, you asked? No, no, no. It's because I'm not uh, – I, I haven't listened to you on a podcast. No, it's actually it's, – it's actually my second podcast that I've done. Uh, the other one was um, – I did an episode of the Boys of Summer run of the JV Club. Um, a friend of mine, Janet Varney, hosts that. Uh, another talented improviser herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Just uh, just that one and and this. Were you playing yourself on that podcast? I was I was being interviewed as myself. Yes, telling telling some story. Her her podcast focuses on people's uh, junior high or middle school years. So I talked about that time in, in my life, which was a long time ago, but you know, those experiences stick with you. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's why every, every writer on Big Mouth still has fresh, uh, fresh trauma to mine for, for our show, even, even this many seasons in. Yeah. And, and now one thing that's always kind of bugged me about Big Mouth is how, a lot of the experiences the characters go through seem way more high school like than middle school like. Mm. And I say this as I, I mean I'm not sure if you're able to tell from my voice, but I actually am a high school senior right now, so I I know. I saw I saw a video. I figured you were not uh, you were not a middle aged man like myself, but I I wasn't sure what age. So you're 18. Yeah. Wait. What video? Uh, there was like a TikTok or something. I looked, I looked you up. I did my due diligence. Okay, okay. Uh, a I, recent TikTok, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, but, but but yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, as a high school student, most of the stuff that happens to big mouth yeah. characters didn't have. I don't see happen at high school or middle school, but it seems more like it would happen at high school than middle school if it were to actually happen. sense i think it's yeah kind of a like a general time of life stuff aside from you know the very specific and in-depth uh puberty that we uh that we show on the show although you know for me that was also high school so i'm not one to talk but um (laughs) but yeah I, i mean since uh seventh season is uh supposed to come out and i mean and uh, I'm just going by how they, they the, the characters were in seventh grade from the for the first three seasons, and then starting in the fourth season, they're in eighth grade. So technically, just if, if, if there's a pattern to be to be existing in this situation, I couldn't think of a good word that's ADHD for you. Um, they should be like graduating middle school by the end of season six. Of course, I'm not asking you to reveal if they are, but I'm just saying that's just what the process should be. Yes, I can. I can neither confirm nor deny, but I think we'll uh, we'll see more in in season six, which comes out in two days. Two days, okay. which I'm excited about. I think uh, I think people are really gonna like season six. Okay. Uh, three days, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Depending on whether you stay up till midnight on Thursday, but yes, it comes out Friday. Yeah, I, 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 it always felt like uh, 28, 28 yeah. so I was like, wait, two days? But yes. I don't really know why that would be that surprising, I mean, because it's just a day difference, and it turned out there actually wasn't a day difference, and I was right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Um, yes, I, we're lucky to have a lot of super fans that do stay up till midnight and, and watch it. I, although the, the comment that I don't care for is after, you know, a season comes out that's taken a lot of effort from a lot of people, there's a lot of, I need the next one now, which yeah. is not quite how animation works. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even The Simpsons, even the shows that run for, like, that, that aren't released in a single day, and, like, that go throughout the entire, like, TV season, even they, you have to wait three months for new stuff at some point. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, so I have a question for you. Oh yeah, sure. Real quick, because I'm I am curious about the how the show is received by younger people. So, did it start? Were you in middle school when the show started? Yes. Yeah. 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 I was. So, what was that? What was that experience like watching these? You know, I'd say more extreme versions of real people, but you know, based on real experiences. What's that like? as you're going through some of those things. Oh, well, I, I, I when I was in middle school, I, I was not watching it. I didn't, I didn't really watch it until like the, until like the summer after COVID started, uh, summer of 2020. That's when I started watching it. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but there's, but a lot of those things are still fresh for you at that point. Yeah. I, I guess. I, I mean, it didn't really resonate with me that much and it doesn't really resonate with me now either, but it, it I, I, I enjoy watching it, which I think is, the, the real the, 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 that's what I think the goal of a piece of media should be is do you enjoy it uh, yes and of course so you uh, can you can be detached and laugh at the characters and situations without yeah and, feeling and like course, something you're going through personally yeah. and of course it does resonate with me sometimes but also each since I record the recording each recording of the recording is like one half hour so this is going to be divided into two half hours, and the first one is, like, about to end. So we'll be right back after this ad 